right, welcome back to um, part two with Rachel, you guys. Last week we had Rachel on and we absolutely loved her story, loved um, just her testimony and how she was so willing to open up and share and honestly just so inspirational. The end there just literally got Cameron and I tearing up about um, how she was just talking about God's faithfulness through her journey with this. And so we're like, you know, no, we have to have a part two. So we have her back again this week. And this week she's going to be talking all about um, her relationship with actually her first boyfriend. And she'll get more into that. But you guys, this 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 episode just gave me so much, um, I guess, like hope and encouragement as a single lady with high standards. I'm like, this is, I'm just going to be single for forever. And then she was talking like, you're kidding. You're kidding. You're kidding. And like Karen said last week, you just, you get in the same room with her and just makes your heart happy. She just literally exudes sunshine. So we are so excited for you guys to listen to part two with her. And as she digs a little bit more into her relationship with her beau and yeah, and we're just going (laughs) to jump right in. First, though, first, 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 I'm going to tell you guys what we are drinking today. Oh, yeah, we're that's drinking <laughs> an Americano with um, a little bit of steamed half and half because this is somebody actually was like ordering this um, when I was a barista last year, which I mean, still am, but like right now we're on summer break, would order an Americano with a little bit of steamed half and half. And I started doing it, and it's so good because it's all like foamy and frothy at the top, but then it's still like rich coffee and it's not like mm-hmm. too much milk proportioned or too sweet anyways super good so if you guys haven't tried steaming your half and half on top of your americanos you need to do that but anyways with no further ado here's rachel okay we are back with our part two with rachel she is going to be talking about um just more of her story with ms and her faith and her relationship with her boyfriend john and um we're just so ready for some more from you we're so wise for your years or just wise in general and inspirational so um with that being said you want to just jump in yeah well hey guys i'm excited to be back (laughs) such an honor. So yes, I'm going to talk about John and how we met. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so we actually met the very beginning of my freshman year. I We were both involved in the Navigators, and I went to a game of Ultimate Frisbee, because the Navs loves Frisbee, they always play. And we were playing, and it was one of the first times I ever played, so I was nervous. And this guy decks me. Like, we both jumped for the frisbee, but he decked me and didn't say a word. And so I was like, okay, this guy's kind of a jerk. <laughs> like, he could have said I'm sorry or something. And then the beginning of my sophomore year, literally a year later, <laughs> I meet him again. And I'm like, that was you. Like, you're the guy who decked me. And he's you're like, the jerk. <laughs> and he doesn't remember. Our friends remember watching it happen. But he doesn't remember it. He's like, no, it didn't happen. Ah. I think he I She think rolls he her does. eyes. You guys need to know she just <laughs> rolled her eyes. I think he remembers it. Yeah. That's so that's so how funny. we unofficially and unofficially met. So we both, like I said, we're both in the Navigators. We both really liked Ultimate Frisbee. And so I saw him a lot. Frisbee, I saw him at NAVS events and stuff as well. But like Frisbee was where we really interacted. And mm-hmm. he is someone who I think a lot of people are intimidated by him. He's four years older than me. And he has a beard. So he looks older. And he carries himself very like self-confident. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't approach him. But I guess I made fun of him in one of our first interactions. And so he was like, I like this girl. Really? Like, she I made like fun that. of me. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. 
And so that's that's something he shared of like one of the why he oh initially wanted to be friends with me because he was like she's fun she's not intimidated by me right okay. and he just felt like we were similar and he was just like I want to get to know her okay so we became friends that fall and I had nothing in my mind past friends neither did he yeah so we were really good friends for about a year and a half actually mm-hmm. before we started dating and so yeah it was a year and a half later the December of my I think it was junior year. So we've okay. been together a year and a half now, a little okay. over a year and a half. So yeah, that was kind of how we met. And I was really drawn to his sense of adventure. Mm. He just was very free-spirited. He like seemed really trustworthy to me. And as someone who had had trust issues, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think I can trust this person. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated that. And so that kind of, through our friendship, I realized, okay, yeah, like I can trust him. Yeah, He's like a really great guy. And just seeing the way he paid attention to everybody around him. And mm. would just serve them and was... He was the person who would take care of everybody else and do everything for everybody else. Mm, yeah. And I'm also that type of person. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, like, that's the kind of person he is. That's how he's treating me. Like, I want to be the same way. Yeah. Because I just was. Which, the fact that... I love that you said that you got... Or the fact that you were not that you said. But the fact that you guys were friends for so long before you started dating because... Mm-hmm. And then you said, like... And then, he, and then you realized he was trustworthy and all that stuff. Just the fact, because I feel like our age everyone it's like blood in the water sharks like everyone's like looking at everyone like oh uh, I see that he goes to church I wonder if he's looking for a wife you know I feel like that's literally everyone our age or like vice versa like everyone's looking for a wife everyone's looking for a husband and we're just like oh my gosh he loves Jesus I love Jesus let's go are we getting married like it literally takes like hello hello cool let's do it Mm -hmm. and so the fact that like he didn't even you got that wasn't even on your guys' mind just mm-hmm. it's just so so pure and it's so encouraging too because I feel like not not stereotyping guys but a lot of guys our age they will not pursue a meaningful relationship with a girl for that long of a period of time without knowing that it's going to involve yeah, into just something a more yeah mm-hmm. right I feel like so that's just that's I really wanted to say that because I'm yeah. like, that's amazing. It was one of those things where it's like, hey, you're cool. You love Jesus. So do I. We have so many similar things. Let's be friends. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think I knew at the time I had enough going on in my life. And also around oh, this right. time, like, MS was still pretty new to me. Yeah. Right. Um, that I was like, I have enough going on. Like, I am not looking for anything. Right. And like I said, at the time, I was still really working through a lot of trust issues. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, friends, we're good. Friends, we're, we're good. good. We're good. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, so how did you guys end up transferring from friends to dating? (laughs) Yeah, so we were, like I said, really good friends for a year and a half. The summer before we started dating, um, I was in Wisconsin Dells for a summer training program for the NAB, so I was gone all summer. And it was kind of this interesting thing where I was like, I called them a lot for advice or input on things, and like we Snapchat every day and like kept in contact. And I was kind of like, okay, like, I have weird feelings about this. Like, where am I at? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. Like, this guy's, one, he's like a brother. Like, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. So, like, this is, these are weird feelings. Right. And before I left that summer, he almost moved to Florida for a job. Oh, I remember you saying yes. that once. <laughs> and so when he was like, yeah, I'm moving to Florida for a job, like, my first thought was like, you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do if you leave? 
Aww. like we were such kindred spirits and like understood each other that I was like I don't want you to go oh my gosh and at the time though like like I said we were just friends so I was like taken off guard by yeah. the way I was feeling right in that summer I was like I don't know what's going on like what are what are these <laughs> yeah am I catching the feels like <laughs> yeah I was like no I can't I just like t- kept telling myself no yeah so then that fall back at um SDSU and the first week of classes, we had another ultimate frisbee game. Like I said, <laughs> Navs loves frisbee, mm-hmm. and he actually got a concussion, oh and gosh. he could not remember. And he's had other concussions, and he could not remember like a week leading up to it. Oh wow! So like he, some of his friends brought him home because he like totally was knocked out unconscious, and then came to. And so we had friends bring him home. And he texted me, and he like asked me a question about something that he should have known, and he didn't. And I was oh. like, oh shoot. So, like, I went over and I, like, told him the story and he was like, oh, like, I didn't remember that. Yeah. And he actually had just started grad school at that time. Mm-hmm. And so, because of the concussion that fall, ended up not finishing grad school, thinking of mm-hmm. finishing it this coming fall. Um, and so, that kind of threw a wrench in his plans with that. But for the guy who always takes care of everybody else to suddenly be the one who, like, needed help, needed support, mm-hmm. and seeing, like, the people around him were not being supportive or helpful. Mm-hmm. They just like, oh, it's John. He'll figure it out. And oh. I was like, excuse me, no. Oh like, that's gosh. not how this goes. I'm also a very, very loyal person. So yeah. I was like, this dude's my friend. Like, I'm in it. Yeah. And right. so, like, I, that was kind of where we really connected because he realized, oh, this girl is loyal mm-hmm. and she wants to be there and help me and support me. Like, she's not just here for what I can do. Oh my right. gosh. And so it was kind of a mutual encouraging. And that was the fall that I had my relapse. Oh. Mm. So then he kind of had gotten over his concussion stuff. And then I had a relapse mm. with um, MS. And so that was really hard. And so he was there through that as well. So then he was supporting and encouraging me. And actually, it was the sweetest thing. So he told me around then, because um, I, with everything with MS and then going into a relationship, like, I knew when I went into a relationship that I would have a lot of insecurities and issues just mm-hmm. with like having MS, like I don't feel like people love me the same or look at me the same. So mm-hmm. it's like, how could someone want to be in a relationship with me and potentially marry me someday knowing that I have this health issue that's going to be there forever? Mm-hmm. Like, why would someone want to do that? Yeah. Like, it was just like absurd to me. Yeah. And so like, even for my friends that cared about me, it was like, do you really care about me or is it going to take off? Mm-hmm. Like, and that there right. again, that comes that trust issue yeah. of like not being right. sure. And that was around the time that John told me that he prayed that the Lord would bring me a guy who loved me more because of my battle with MS and not in spite of it. And even though we were just the friends at the time, part of me was like, okay, like, that's attractive, but also, yeah. like, he's so right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's what I deserve. Yeah. Um, and so then it was probably two months later, and he had helped me with something in Sioux Falls. We were driving back to Brookings. And he waited the whole day until we were like five miles from Brookings. Oh my gosh. To <laughs> ask me and to bring it up. And I guess I, well, I took a nap, and apparently he turned the music up on purpose to wake me up before we got back so oh, he could ask me. And he's like, So, um, what do you think about us being more than friends? And I was like, Of course he'd ask it like that. Right. And so I made him say more before I would say anything. Yeah. And kind of like, I needed to know like where he was at and if yeah. he was like, really in like I don't know yeah and so then I brought up to him like hey like this is something you told me a couple months ago about what you pray that the Lord will bring me in a guy like are you that guy or mm-hmm. not because yeah. like if you're not then there's no reason for us to go further in this like yeah in this conversation yeah yeah, yeah. Like, there's no need 
And so I asked him and he had already thought about it a lot. He's a very analytical thinker. Like he will think through something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's very like aware of surroundings and what's going on. So like, I'm sure he knew I was going to ask that question. (laughs) The way she talks, she's like, I had it. I knew. Yeah, he knew. (laughs) He could guess. And um, his response to it was like, yes, I am. Like, I would be that guy that would stand next to you and fight that battle with you for as long as you would have to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And so we talked then, and me being the idiot that I am, told him. So this is November 17th. I tell him to wait until after Christmas to ask me out so I can get my life in order. In hindsight, (laughs) that was so stupid. (laughs) And he was super patient about it. He was like, yeah, like, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the beginning of December. And I was like, okay, you, like, you can say what you want whenever you want to. Like, ah, I, I just good. needed, like, I'm a good two weeks. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need a month and a half, but two weeks were good. Yeah. I feel bad doing that now. Sorry, John. But at the time, <laughs> I thought it was good. So, yeah, I started dating the beginning of December. So that's kind of how it transpired between, like, our friendship transitioning to right. a relationship. Wow. And so, okay, did you – were you, like – were there vibes beforehand where you were like, okay, like something might be happening or was it just kind of like out of the blue and then the vibes came after? He's a very to the point person. I knew where I was at. I knew I was starting to catch some feelings. I had kind of started to pick up some vibes from him shortly before we talked about it. And I knew that he, he's a very upfront guy and to the point. So I wasn't surprised when he brought up that conversation. Okay. And at that point, he had only really been thinking about it Or even was like, oh, yeah, like, what if we started dating? Like, two or three weeks before that. Mm. One of his good friends was like, John, why aren't you dating Rachel? (laughs) And he was like, what? No. And actually thought about it. Okay. And so it wasn't too long. It didn't take him long before he said something. Yeah. I wasn't sure when he started noticing things because I was catching feels before then. But (laughs) not surprising for me. Okay, so I know that a little bit beforehand, we Cameron and I actually took the Enneagram test before this weekend because we're like, that would be something interesting to talk about. And you've talked about that a lot too. So kind of go through a little bit of your guys' like relationship dynamic, how it works. What number you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who are not familiar, familiar with the Enneagram test, it's kind of a personality test and it's numbers between one and nine and they each kind of have a different like personality type. You Google it, look it up. It's really interesting. So I am a eight wing seven. So the eight is the challenger and the seven is the enthusiast. Okay. So putting together the eight wing seven, they call it the maverick. I'm a very upfront, the point direct, (laughs) passionate, fiery person. Like that's kind of what I'm like. John is a seven wing eight. So he's a lot more of the fun loving, adventurous, free spirited person. Okay. And so it's kind of been fun in our relationship because... With the NAVs, they have always traveled to Florida for spring break. Okay. Or at least since I've been there. And we have helped plan and lead two trips together for spring Mm -hmm. break with the NAVs. And I say we very loosely because John's really the one that planned it. He's very good at planning things Mm -hmm. where I am more the moral support. Okay. I'm not as good at planning. Like, I can plan things, but when it comes to a trip like that, like, he just knows what he's doing. So I was more moral support. And I did help him lead it, but legally I couldn't help him because he had people sign waivers. My name was not on the waiver because oh. I was the person who wanted to bring people to get tattoos 
and encourage them <laughs> to do that and get their nose pierced. So if I was on the waiver, I couldn't do that. And he wanted me to be able to do that. Mm, yeah. And he didn't want parents to sue me if I... <laughs> if they're like, ah, Rachel told me to get this tattoo. <laughs> yeah. We did have a girl. I took her and she had a tattoo. Oh my gosh. And it, that's the crazy. thing. And it was great. <laughs> it was great. Did you yeah. get another one then too? I forgot my ID. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I was going to. And I was like, come on, like I have four. Like, can't you let me get another? And... If I have no makeup on and my hair is like beachy, I look like I'm 12. Yeah. yeah. So there's no way. They were like they... not having it. No. Like, well, not at probably all. not. So I would have, but I forgot it. So. <laughs> So with our personality types, like we love adventure, we love yeah. outdoorsy, um, anything really that's just kind of a little bit different than the norm. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we've been to Florida a couple times, we visited some friends down there. So we planned, so me, John, and one of our close friends planned a trip to Europe. And we bought the tickets and started planning it when me and John were just friends. Oh. Because it was like... That November, we got the tickets, started dating in December, okay. and we were going the next, I think it was March. Okay, so like, was it over spring break? Um, no, so we went on spring break, I think we went on spring break, we're home for a week, and then went to Europe. Like, so you went to Florida, and then went to Europe? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Florida was first. I need your life. <laughs> I need your life. It was very busy. So us okay. three went on a trip to Europe together, and she was the ultimate, like, best friend, kind of third wheel, kind of not. She was a really great person, so it was fun. She was it a good sport weird. about it. Oh, yeah. good. good. Yeah, she was good. We were all good enough friends. So, yeah, we went to Europe, and we're there for, like, I think eight days. Flew into Amsterdam, mm. went around. And like I mentioned in my previous podcast last week, um, I grew up in Mongolia because my parents were missionaries. We lived there for about seven years. We came back when I was eight. So part of me feels more at home in airports. <laughs> and so I feel like that's partially why I enjoy traveling. If there's yeah. an opportunity yeah. to like travel or fly somewhere or like even mm-hmm. just a weekend trip, like I do right. it. Did you guys travel a lot um, when you were missionaries in Mongolia? I can never say it right. Mongolia. Mongolia. Oh my gosh. Um, did you guys travel a lot to like other countries and stuff? Or... A little bit. Okay. So when we would fly to Mongolia, we'd have a layover in Beijing. So we've been to China, Mongolia, and then we were in Thailand for a conference. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, and then a lot of the other conferences were just back in the States. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I've also been to Canada. My sister went to grad school there. Oh, So I got okay. to visit her okay. and then the whole Europe trip. Okay. So thankfully, I've gotten to travel a little bit. Yeah. If you guys are starting to notice, like, there's a pattern here on this podcast. We have travelers on. We have so. travelers. <laughs> Our guest before you, we were, like, in the middle of it. And he's like, I love to travel. And we're like, where have you been? Because <laughs> we didn't yeah. even know. But, yeah, I guess we just attract those kind yeah. of people. So, my question with MS and traveling, how do you handle jet lag? Oh, she got a face. She She's got like, a oh face, gosh. y'all. Okay, so the Europe trip was a lot of fun. Bless John's heart. He is a saint. He mm-hmm. was the most patient gracious man ever because I was like hangry because I was also trying to eat gluten dairy free and you can't read labels on things like that was hard and jet lag made me tired and cranky and so like it wasn't super great and if I went now like I think I'd know a lot more how to handle things but it was challenging it was hard but he is like I said he's a saint so it was fun that's That's good that's good trip I love that so did you feel like I don't know I don't know. We'll just all just ask this question. After you guys took that trip together, did it make you feel like more strongly about him? You're like, I want to do this type of stuff with him, like, yeah, forever, or like how? it was. But it was also like when you travel that much with someone, you also see like their flaws, yeah. like the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah. So like 
there was that in there, but it was also like we have a lot of things we need to work through because okay. we were made aware of a lot of like communication flaws okay. and different things that it was like, oh, like we're not meeting in the middle on this. Like we, we hadn't communicated this. Yeah. So it also made a lot of those things more aware, us more aware of them. And so like trips now I think are more fun because mm. we know those things. You know, yeah. 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 So after that you're like, okay, we need to work on some things kind yes. of. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. You need to... You need to know, right? As a relationship grows, I think you need to know those things, and you need to work on it to become better for each other. And yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Oh, I agree. Okay, so why don't you just talk about like your relationship as Christians and how that looks differently than other, I guess, worldly relationships? Yeah. So something I want to start with to preface is I know a lot of people, and I have a lot of friends who are fantastic people who are very thankful and appreciative and kind and really great at loving people. And so as Christians, the difference is we are imitating Jesus in that, and that's why we live and love the way that we do. Yeah. Um, and so for me and John, that is, that's what compels us, and that's why. And mm-hmm. it's Jesus' life that we are striving to imitate mm-hmm. in our right. relationship. Okay, so why don't you start by just talking about like how do you and John communicate, show each other love? Um, how does that relationship maybe look differently than a not healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So something that we really strive to do is when we communicate with each other to always speak in a very loving way, a grace-filled way, even when we're speaking truth that can be blunt because I'm Mm -hmm. quite the firecracker and I (laughs) I say things I shouldn't. Like I'll just (laughs) say things that come to my mind and then it's like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And so it's just really giving each other grace in that. And when we have wronged each other, just being very quick to apologize and to forgive each other. Mm-hmm. And our relationship is going the best when we're not looking like at each other or ourselves, our own lives. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, if we are looking at Jesus and focusing on him mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and we're imitating Jesus, then that's when it really gives us the ability to love each other the way that we should and mm-hmm. to encourage each other. And we strive to be each other's biggest supporters Mm-hmm. And especially like when it comes to faith, like we, cause right now we're living in different cities and transitioning between moves and stuff. So like we try to go to church together and mm-hmm. things like that. And we always ask each other about it. It's not just like, okay, we go to church. Now we leave. Like it's whatever. Like yeah. we ask about it. We talk about it. Like, right. what did you think of the sermon? Like how to apply it? Or like, did we disagree with something? Yeah. Like right. taking it back to like yeah. context and truth. And so we talk about it a lot and we talk about each other's like quiet times and like what the Lord is teaching us. And we pray for each other a lot. Yeah. Um, whether it's like, I know like in my own personal quiet times, like I pray for him a lot, but also like together, like if one of us just about something or whatever, like we'll pray for the other person mm-hmm. or I'm kind of that person that like, I'll pray for anything and everything. Like we'll go camping yeah. and we'll drive by a camp spot that's open mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, we really like this spot. But we want to see if there's other spots. And I'm like, dear Lord, can you please leave the spot open so that when you come back, it's there. Like <laughs> right. I'm just totally that person that yeah. does that. Yeah. Right. And so like that's something like he's kind of picked up on since I always do it. Oh, okay. So it's just, just so cool. Like realizing for me, it's just realizing like, I don't know, I'm not in, I'm not in control. I can't make things happen. And just yeah. like, going back to just including praying. like God in like every single and thing. Every yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. Cause I think a lot of the things that, and again, not stereotyping Christians or anything, but I think a lot of things that Christians kind of miss sometimes is God cares about the tiniest little things. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be involved in literally everything. Like, like what nail color should I wear today? Like he cares. <laughs> yeah. He cares about everything. He doesn't just care about the big stuff. Like, please help me get through 
MS or cancer yeah. or, you know, should I move here or there? Where should I go to school? He cares about the little things too. So I think that's actually so cool just mm-hmm. for you personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because of everything with MS, and that's like another thing, like my, how much I pray for a lot of things has definitely like increased because I realized very quickly like okay like I don't have the energy to do what I need to today yeah like even coming to this podcast I was like oh my gosh like this is sometimes my afternoon nap time <laughs> and so like I need energy and like mental focus to like do what I need to do yeah, yeah. of course coffee is helpful too Caffeine. we gave her coffee yeah <laughs> we gave her coffee <laughs> don't worry guys yeah. but like just praying and just being like lord like give me the energy yeah to right. get through this mm-hmm. yeah sort of thing so yeah praying a lot together and the really cool thing is like when you have a personal relationship with the Lord and you realize how much you've been forgiven and how much the Lord loves you, like it just fills you up with that in a way that you can give it to others. Mm-hmm. So like the amount of forgiveness and grace that you can give is honestly immeasurable because how much we've been forgiven. Yeah. Like there's nothing we could do or can do to earn the forgiveness and the love that he has given us. Right. And it's like when you realize, like, it's not about me. Like, it's about God. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it's not about me and everything that I want to do and living a comfortable, perfect life. And it's like, hey, like, this is about God. This is about living like Jesus did. And Jesus was the most selfless serving person ever. Mm -hmm. And so then you just, you can go and you can love people very selflessly. Right. And And I, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. And I think just kind of like, on that too, I think it's so, as Christians and then in relationships too, it's like, it doesn't matter how much I, I can pour into this person so much because I know that what I'm getting fulfilled from is not that person in return. Ooh, so yeah. even if they, That's if good. they miss a few marks here and there, mm-hmm. I've never been in a relationship, but even just friendships too, yeah. it's like, even if they miss a few marks here and there and they don't fill me back up, I know that's not where my identity is. And I know that's mm-hmm. not where I'm getting fulfilled from. So it even makes it, I would think easier to like you said, love that selflessly mm-hmm. and stuff too. Yeah. And so be- actually because of what you just were saying, like because we both know that the Lord's giving us everything that we need and is ultimately the one that fills us up and provides for us and takes care of us, it takes away this unrealistic pressure that mm. John can fulfill my every need or yeah. I can do everything yeah. for him. Because we realistically, we can't do that. We're very yeah. imperfect people. We still fall short. Yeah. We still sin. And so, and even if we were perfect, like we can't do that for each other. Yeah. Like that's not, we can't. Yeah. And so like you were saying, like, it takes away that pressure mm-hmm. yeah. to like be perfect. Yeah. And so then it really just allows us to kind of more freely love each other and to not have this unnecessary pressure in the relationship. Mm. Because when you have that pressure on the person of like, you need to fulfill my every need, like your relationship is it's not going to go very well yeah like it's going to go downhill like that that extra level of dependence that shouldn't be there isn't healthy right and so like even our relationship there are times where we'll like tell each other like hey like I think you're depending too much on me for this yeah like you need to look to the Lord for this like even just yesterday we were talking about something and like like I was saying I have trust issues I'm like I don't want people to leave yeah and so he kind of and sometimes I'm like I get defensive. I'm like, I don't want you to say that. Yeah. And right. he was like, I think you were looking for me to fulfill this when I can't. And it's the Lord that already has. Yeah. And so like my first instinct is like to want to be defensive, but I'm like, he's so right. Yeah. Right. And like, if I then look to the Lord, like I should, like it will help our relationship yeah. continue wow. to grow. 
That's crazy. And like you're incredible. That's what that is. That is is incredible. I'm just like, (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, that's hard. Just say that to someone. It is. And like we were talking about Enneagrams earlier, like me being an eight and the Enneagram to me is not like an end all be all sort of thing. It's just like a gauge of like general personality types and like. It's not set in stone. Like, you can change, you can grow. Like, it doesn't define who you are. But I like to definitely use it as a tool and, like... Just makes it easier to navigate. Yeah, like know You know your guys' different relationships and, like, how you react. Yeah, definitely. And being the eight, I can be very, like, I want to be right. Yeah. Mm. And I can be very, like, quick to speak and, like, very blunt without Mm -hmm. realizing I'm being blunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And John is really good at being, like... Hey, like you should like what you said was good, but you need to say it with more grace. Yeah, and I'm like, you're right. Like yeah. I don't always want to hear it, but the really cool thing is like he's able to say that yeah. to me, and vice versa. Like I said, he's someone who people find very intimidating yeah. and stuff, even though he's the most yeah. kind-hearted, sweet person you'll ever meet. Right. Um. That's crazy. I just gotta say that's crazy that you guys can say that stuff to each other, and that you. Well, I'm not. I'm sure you don't always take it well, but I mean, we're right. all we're all humans. We but, try. but I think that's really. I think that's really important in a relationship, and I think that's something I'll constantly be working on. Is like when Brady tells me something, like listening actually to what he's saying and not just getting defensive. Mm-hmm, he right. always tells me, "You're getting defensive. You're just getting, getting defensive. defensive, which doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't help. Right? But so yeah. it's just, and it's hard. And like when I try to tell him something, like I have noticed the difference of when I say it the right way versus I say it the wrong way. When I say it the right way, he's like, "You're right. I'm sorry." And he takes, mm-hmm. he takes it. Yeah, that just sounded like rude, but like he like understands. Yeah. Um. Versus when I don't say it nicely, and then it's like he doesn't even get what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, we don't right. really listen to each other. Yeah. So. Yep. And what's so cool is, like, we can see each other's flaws, but also our strengths. And so mm-hmm. we can kind of, like, in a loving way, call the other person out on something that will ultimately help them grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been someone who I, I speak too bluntly and too quickly. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of my downfalls, and it's something that I've really had to work on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for him to be able to say that to me, it's like, okay, you are right. Like, I need to have more grace than this. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good reminder, and it's cool how it helps us grow. And, like, yeah. vice versa yeah. for things that I maybe say to him too mm-hmm. yeah That's just awesome. just that accountability thing yeah. is definitely <laughs> a big thing and um you guys obviously it sounds like you both have very strong personalities and what's kind of interesting is the things you guys kind of went through before your relationship so one thing that you were saying was you were you know very independent get things done point a plus point b will lead to point c mm-hmm. like we got to get you know type of thing and he it sounded like was also very independent kind of like the dependable guy that did mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for other people and you guys both obviously through very different circumstances, kind of went through that breaking point where you couldn't be all and everything all at once and kind of had to start relying on other people for things. Him with his concussion, if you listen to last, uh, was that this week's episode? Last week's episode? This week's (laughs) episode. Okay, but for you, last week's episode, you know, you were saying you kind of had to go through that time Mm -hmm. where, you know, you had to rely on other people a little bit more. And I just think it's cool the way that God works, like kind of almost breaking down that barrier of, I don't know if you call it pride to be like, yeah, you can't have other people mm-hmm. take care of you. Yeah. And then after you both went through those things, it's like, Hey, here's that person that yeah. can take care of you in that kind of way. So I just yeah. thought, I think that's kind of cool how that mm-hmm. worked out too. He's way more independent than me. Like <laughs> I, I am independent, but I think I put in a little bit harder of a front than I actually am. Yeah. Cause deep down I'm like, I just want you to love me and stay and be great. Yeah. Right. Like same yeah. with friendships. It's like, I just want you to be here and yeah. stay right. and be mm-hmm. nice. So I'm not as independent as I think I yeah. put right. out there. But even now, like, 
and that little bit enneagram like our personalities being like the seven eight and having an overlap like there are ways we definitely clash because of it yeah like, we're not afraid to disagree with other person mm-hmm. like whatever it is we're talking about like if we have a difference of opinion like we'll say it mm-hmm. we're right. not really afraid to offend the other person with disagreeing right now that does mean learning how to communicate to those things mm-hmm. and that's something we've worked on and grown in a lot and right. thankfully i feel like we've we do a pretty good job now being able to disagree or agree to disagree or whatever that looks right. like. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the next thing that I was going to have you touch on is your physical boundaries because I think definitely as believers, it is something that is a key factor in a relationship with that Christians have versus non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and it's just, it's obviously what makes your guys not obvious it's one of the things that makes your um relationship unique so I just wanted you to talk about that a little bit yeah so I agree I think that physical boundaries is something that is very different between believers and non-believers and so yeah we have physical boundaries in our relationship that really honor God and honor and respect each other and then of course with that we both have our own like personal convictions of like things that we're okay with and not okay with on mm-hmm. top of that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, respecting each other of, like, okay, like, you're not okay with us. Yeah. Like, right. even if it's something, like, it's not wrong. Yeah. It's still, like, maybe if we're not okay with it, it's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, right. And being okay with that with right. the other person. Yeah. Like, maybe it wouldn't cause you to stumble, but it might cause him to stumble, yep. so he steers clear of it yeah. and vice versa. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's impressive. <laughs> I know. I love – I think that – because even Cameron and I, we've talked about doing a – a whole episode on the topic and it is it is so touchy because you don't want to like point a finger at someone and be Mm -hmm. like you're wrong you're sinful Mm -hmm. we're judging you type of thing but I think it is something that is so uh, it's so important because I don't think a lot of people really realize just how much um, and not even just physical boundaries, but some emotional boundaries too. just boundaries in general Mm -hmm. play such a huge importance to a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know. I think it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you touched on it a little yeah. bit. And I feel like it's one of the reasons why I feel like people don't want to touch on it is because like it can be that touchy subject mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. speaking truth, but also like we all have ways that we have sinned and ways that we fall short and right. things that we stumble in. And so like I think people don't want to bring it up because they don't want to like offend people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like if you're listening to this podcast and like believer non-believer like wherever you are coming from like no one has ever sinned too much Mm -hmm. that Jesus doesn't love them right because he does right so wherever you're coming from like Jesus wants you he loves you Mm -hmm. like there's forgiveness endless forgiveness Mm -hmm. and endless grace in that and there's always room yeah right always always (laughs) always always yeah yeah. 100% so um I don't we can flag this if you don't want to say it but with that in mind. Okay, so with talking about this in general, um, how do you feel having those physical boundaries has like affected your relationship? Kind of like, was there a sit down talk like this point A, point B is like, this is the line we don't cross. How has it affected it positively, maybe negatively, mm-hmm. a little bit like that? Yeah, so our first date was a little unusual because we've been <laughs> such good friends like different right. things we talked about were like what are your thoughts on homeschooling kids we both grew up homeschooled oh actually. my gosh same <laughs> cool same girl same <laughs> so we were like 
we just talked about that. And yeah. Like, I, I've always wanted to adopt kids. Mm. So like, we were talking about like thoughts and views on adoption. Yeah. Like it was a very irregular first date. <laughs> right. And so very. We're getting straight to the point. <laughs> oh yeah. I love it. So like we, t- I think we brought up boundaries like the first 10 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for us actually, like John's my first boyfriend mm-hmm. that I have had. And so going into that, I was just like, okay, like where, what do I want? Where am I at? And like, I don't think that like. Physical, like physical aspects of your relationship should not make or break it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that is not what the relationship ought to be built on. Mm-hmm. And so where I was coming from, actually, I was like, I don't want you to kiss me until we're engaged. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a year and a half and we actually still have not kissed. That's incredible. Now, so that was, and <laughs> not that we haven't come close or almost messed up because we have almost <laughs> Um, but for me, that was a personal conviction. Okay. And mm-hmm. so like, if it was up to him, he would have been totally fine with it. Okay. Yeah. And so that's one of those things where like, totally not wrong. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. It's not, it was just a personal, personal conviction of my own. Yeah. It's your own choice. Right. Um, and so I wanted to bring that up early on. So we're on the same page yeah. and he never questioned it. He was like, okay, sounds good. Okay. And like moved Mad on. Respect. And I was like, oh Mad wow. Respect. Like, I feel like if I, if you say that to like any guy, it's like, see ya. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've. I mean, I've I've never even come close to relationship, but even just talking to, you know, some guy friends who are starting to get a little flirty, you're just like, so by the way, not having sex till marriage, and <laughs> right. they're like, okay, just, cool, sounds good, I'm out of here. Yeah. So just the fact that you're like, actually, no kissing until we're engaged, that's, yeah. that's, that's super. Yep. And I think part of me, like, well, one, I, I've talked to a lot of um, older people that are married, and they, or I guess Cameron, here's my age. I'm not old, though. <laughs> But you're still married. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say, like, it helps with boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was part of it, along with, like, the personal conviction part of it. So, that was kind of where we were coming from it. And, like, that doesn't mean that we were perfect by any means. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to have this persona of, like, we're these perfect people. Yeah. We totally are not. Right. We just were loved by a really good God who has a lot of forgiveness and love and grace. Oh. So, yeah, with our relationship, I feel like... It's it's been good because the focus has not been on like the physical the aspect. Physical. Now love languages. His love language is physical touch. He loves <laughs> hugs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I love words. Okay. Yeah. And so like that's a really hugs and things. I'm not yeah. a, I'm not adding that in with physical boundaries because yeah, because <laughs> we totally need some physical touch, that's right? Really, yeah. I think that's a really good point to make because I was like having this conversation. I've had this conversation with Brady. I've talked to my mom about it and stuff. Brady is such a toucher and like such a lover mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think it can be hard to realize how do you give if the person you're dating or whatever or like in a relationship. I think a lot of guys actually are physical touch. How do you like give them that without like going too far? And mm-hmm. so I think that was a. I think that was so good that you brought that up that you guys haven't even kissed, but yet mm-hmm. like that is his love language and you can still fulfill that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think that's cool. I'm sure he maybe would feel a little more loved if I could kiss him. I don't know. He can correct me on that. <laughs> She's like, I feel but. like you're like waiting for him to respond. <laughs> well, I wish you would. <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah. And that's the love languages. That's another thing. Because like physical touch, I grew up hating hugs. I was like, don't oh my touch gosh. me. Yeah. Like I just didn't like yeah. that. And so it was really relearning. Like, okay, like his love language is hugs. Yeah. It's physical right. touch. Like, that means a lot to him. Mm-hmm, right. And so we really had to work on learning each other's love language yeah. and, like, working on that. Because, like, right. mine is words. Yeah. Like, if you write me anything, I will keep it forever. Yeah, right. And, like, if you send me a cute text or call me or have all these cute things and cute things to say, like, 
it just it means a lot. Right. right. But that's not his instinctive way of mm-hmm. showing love. And so it's been cool to like learn that about each other. And right. it's helped with communication too because you have to communicate those things right. to each other. You do. Like you can't just like expect someone yeah. to know. Right. And right. I, I think I'm someone who over communicates. Yeah. I talk a lot and I extremely process a lot. And so I feel <laughs> like he 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 hears more than he needs to from me. <laughs> which I mean, I feel like a lot of the times, especially if your love languages don't match up, which I feel like they rarely do, it can be very um um sacrificial too because Honestly, yeah. because even even like my relationship with my sister, she's my roommate mm-hmm. and um she loves spending time with people. She is physical touch mm-hmm. and she loves to spend that time with people and I'm like, I need my alone time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I mean She'll be like, let's hang out. I'm like, I don't feel like hanging out. <laughs> and but you still you still have to be like, okay, but like that's what the other person needs. So mm-hmm. even if, like you said, you hated hugs, you hated touching, you have yeah. to be like, okay, well, like suck it up, buttercup, because like that's how you love the other person well. Yeah. yeah. It's you know it is I like coming from a friend point of view, a sister point of view, a relationship. It is, it takes work to it make another work. person feel loved. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like hugs now, so that's good. That, that is, is good. good. That is good. Yes. We got Personal there. Personal growth there. Okay, so I feel like a lot of the times, and you even see this with, like, some toxic friendships or toxic um, romantic relationships or anything like that, I feel like a lot of time, love is conditional. I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their mind around an unconditional love. But obviously, Mm -hmm. like you said, you try to model Jesus Christ. Um, So I guess just, like, talk a little bit about if you have anything to say about, like, unconditional love. Yeah, so I have have a lot of replies. I have that. Um, (laughs) Because of Jesus' love, it transforms every aspect of the way that we live and the way that we love other people. And you hear countless stories and read countless stories in the Bible of Jesus and the different people he reached out to and went to. And, I mean, he went to the people that were seen as less than, mm-hmm. like the lepers who no one would go near to right. or the woman at the well that no one would talk to. Like, mm-hmm. those are the people that he went to. And so when you see that and you see the way he loves and the way that he, he didn't care what someone's past was. He didn't care what their life was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, your faith has made you well, go from here. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, from that moment on, it was different. Like, they were a new creation. Right. And so, like, that allows us to love people in a way that it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they say, it doesn't matter their past. Like, you love them. Not for who they are, who they have been, what they've done, because that's what a conditional love would be. But you love them unconditionally. And so there's nothing that John has ever told me that would make me love him or view him any differently at all. And there's nothing that I've told him that could make him see me or love me differently either. If anything, like, I know we both have said this a lot, like, the more we learn about each other and the more we hear about each other's lives and pasts and stories and everything, like, the more we love each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like that growing affection for someone. And it's really cool for, um, this is going to add into a rabbit trail, but um, something that I think a way that the Lord uses relationships is, whether it's dating or just friendships, like whatever it is, he uses them to show each other glimpses of him. Mm-hmm. So like the way that you love someone, people can see glimpses of God in that. Yeah. And obviously we're very imperfect people. And so it's never the way that God actually does because we right. can't emulate that perfectly. Um, and so being able to tell each other anything and then to still look at each other the same, and it's like, mm-hmm. I love you all the same, yeah. is a really cool way that we can connect with someone and like show them a glimpse of Jesus and what he is like. Mm-hmm. And even in friendships, like if someone has this really 
hard challenging story or past and they tell you and for you to be able to like with the most unjudgmental like normal face be like I still love you yeah like to to feel known and seen for like your good bad and the ugly and to still be loved is a really cool thing that I think that Jesus allows us to do Mm -hmm. right it is so cool and I think it's so powerful that you guys love each other you're not just in love because I think that because I think what a lot of people, which is so cool that you guys started out as friends too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like Cameron and Brady started out as just friends too. And so it's like, it's so interesting to see those relationships like flourish and come to be and even hear about them because you're like, hey, yeah, guess what? That's going to mm-hmm. be, that's going to be the stuff. That's going to be the glue that, you know, keeps a marriage together at, mm-hmm. you know, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think, I think that's so incredible because I think that especially in our like generation and culture today, People mm-hmm. so much just chase that like shot of serotonin that happens like when <laughs> so you're true. when you're first attracted to someone you're yeah. like oh yeah, yeah we're in love and then it's like two years down the line you're like you know we're getting a divorce yeah and it's like no 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 there's a difference between loving someone mm-hmm. and being and in I love. also think yeah. that your guys means you guys were friends but then also the fact that you guys haven't really done much for physical at all just shows that your relationship is literally like. It is not, you know what I mean? You're not being run off of, like, hormones and, like, yeah. adrenaline and, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's real. real it's, and it's, yeah. it's substantial. It's something you can grab hold of, you know, yeah. and not and not question, mm-hmm. I think, is a big thing, yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that's maybe a lot of because, like, the focus is, isn't on each other. Mm-hmm. It's not as selfish. Yeah. It's like, how can I love this person and show them mm-hmm. Jesus? Like, how yeah. can I encourage them in their relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Like, how can we as a couple, like with Nav's things, like we did a lot of ministry stuff together when we were in school. I mean, I just graduated, so really not that far out. <laughs> but like the ways that we could like minister to other people together yeah. as a couple. And something that I have noticed the last couple of years, and I'd say this is true for believers and non-believers, but sadly I think I see it sometimes more among believers, mm-hmm. is... As women, we have this view of, I'm the one on the stand. I'm the one who's the princess. Twirl me around and pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. It's a very self-focused view that I have seen friends hearing about it, whatever. And I challenge that view a lot mm-hmm. because Jesus did not come to like, I mean, he had every right to like make much of me. Mm-hmm. Like right. it was Jesus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. He came and humbled himself as a servant and washed his disciples feet. Yeah. Like he right. came to serve. Yeah. And so if we are really focusing on Jesus and loving people well, it's not going to be all about us. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like, make much of me. I want to do what I want. Yeah. Like it's, it's being selfless. It's serving other people. Yeah. Like you're um, person you're dating, married, friend, mm-hmm. like whatever situation you're in, like it, it, it's no longer about you and you realize it's no longer about you. Mm. And so that's something that I've seen a lot of and mm-hmm. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. And like, and I'm saying that as a woman because I realize there's this part of me that's just like, oh, it should be about me. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. No, it's, it's like something not. you've realized. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's not. Like this is, it's not about me at all. Yeah. And so right. for me, realizing that has been a really good turning point of like, okay, like, Keep looking at Jesus, be selfless, yeah. like serve right. others, love them well. Yeah. This this whole episode, like it's like I have so many good nuggets I need to take back to my relationship now. Yeah. You know? Like and I know it's things that I'm sure you're working on too. Like you're not saying mm-hmm. that you guys are perfect by means. Right. But you're like, this is what we're trying to do and it's yeah. this is what 
Yeah, it, it's just good. It's good. Yeah. I, uh, Brady's going to listen to this episode for her. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And I think, like, on the, on the selfless thing before we wrap up really quick, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people are like, okay, so, like, you hear the word selfless, I think, a lot of mm-hmm. times. And especially in today's culture where it's, like, the whole, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some <clears throat> shade thrown at me for this next thing I'm about to say, but with the whole, like, Rachel Hollis thing, like, you do you, girl, you make yourself happy, like, if it's not a hell, yes, it's a hell no type of thing, it's like, like, not quite mm-hmm. right, kind of like what you're saying, like, it's sitting a little bit wrong, and um, I think that I think that what is so important in your guys' relationship, I just love your relationship so much. I'm like, like I'm like fangirling about it. She's like, I've never met John, but I, I know. need to. <laughs> I need to. Um, but it's and you don't have you don't have to worry about being selfless and and, and giving everything up mm-hmm. to someone else and preferring someone before yourself because in a healthy relationship you have someone else doing that right back. Yes. Yep. So, and it's, it's not just like you're a doormat and you're forgetting about your own needs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's that in that healthy relationship, we were both doing that. Yeah. You don't notice yeah. an off balance. So yes. anyway, exactly. I, just, I absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. any He's final, pretty, um, I think my final thing is just going back to how amazing John is because he's really great. <laughs> like I was saying oh earlier, gosh, so I have a lot of ways I need to grow in and like, yeah. I'm yeah. such like, and these things are not bad. I am a very, like, loyal, passionate, like, I will fight for you person. Right. Mm-hmm. Not always directed in the right way. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at, like, redirecting it. Right. In a way that's, like, building up and encouraging. Yeah. And, like, right. whatever it is I do, like, he is my biggest supporter and encourager. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that I have to learn from him because I would say he is the more selfless and servant-hearted yeah. one in the relationship. Yeah. For sure. I think that is amazing. That's amazing that you admire him and that you have nothing but good to say about him. That's awesome i love it <laughs> yeah. i love it i love it too wow all right Ra- Ra- uh, I almost was like rachel hollis rachel. Rachel. oh my god rachel hollis <laughs> i didn't even think about that different like, rachel different like, rachel. No, rachel different rachel not related anyways not rachel rachel oh do you want to tell everybody where they can find you on instagram um how they can keep up with you in your life yes you can find me on instagram at rachel underscore ely four Give me a follow. I'll give you a follow back. If you want to talk about anything that I have mentioned in this podcast or the other podcast, or ladies, if you want to get coffee and talk about relationships, <laughs> anything about the moon, I'm an open book. So I would love it if we shout. And Rachel, look, she's not lying, you guys. I worked work with her at Colbians, and she's always coming in when she's not working, and she's getting coffee with someone new every time. I so, love that. Yeah, she's literally amazing. <laughs> So, she will get coffee with you. Um, do you, if you guys are local, do you go to coffee very often? I can't remember if you do. No, you, I'm usually at Cool Beans. You're usually at Cool Beans in Brookings. Yes. Okay, okay. I'll just I can be anywhere in Sioux Falls. She can anywhere. be anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming on second week in yeah. a row. <laughs> well, thank you guys. She was yes. so good. Had to have her back. Well, um, I guess you guys will be here again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Convo podcast. And we hope you love this episode as much as we love recording it for you guys. Bye. 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 (laughs) Please edit that out. (laughs)